Today, uh, I will uh, share some few words from, uh, from the Bible. It's good to see you, Victoria. Welcome back. It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I want to share uh, a very short uh, words of encouragement uh, from the Bible. It's a word that blessed me uh, the, the, last, the last few weeks. And uh, I titled it, Love Will Shine. And it's, uh, it's also uh, for, the, for the year, uh, we will uh, focus more on this first word, love. Uh, love will be uh, our main theme uh, in this year as uh, we walk together uh, with God. Love will shine. I read from uh, uh, the book of uh, Luke, and Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79. It says, God's love and kindness will shine upon us like the sun that rises in the sky. God's love and kindness will shine upon us uh, like the sun that rises in the sky. On us who live in the dark shadow of death, this light will shine to guide us into a life of peace. This is an amazing uh, prophecy. Uh, it's actually uh, Zechariah who's making this prophecy. Zechariah was the priest serving God in Israel. And his wife, Elizabeth, both of them, they grew up serving God. They were people uh, uh, who we could say were righteous in their times. They feared God and served God with all their lives, with all who they were. But, you know, as they were serving God, they had no children in their marriage. Even though they were serving God, even though they were fearing God, even though uh, they were uh, men and women and women of God as priests, standing in the gap for people and praying for people, uh, but something was lacking in their family. What was lacking, they had no child. Uh, I, I can imagine uh, in, in our culture, uh, in, when you've been married for five years, ten years, and there is no child, and you start seeking the reasons why you have no child. Sometimes want to start pointing fingers. What is wrong? Why can't we have children? Is it you, my husband? Is it you, my wife? Why can't we conceive? Why can't we have a child? We need to go seek the doctor. We need to go seek this way and that way. Many questions arise. And then in the end, you might end up pointing fingers. Maybe it's something that happened in the past. Maybe God has shut us down to have children because we have sinned somewhere. This is why we do not bear any child. And a child in the old age and in, uh, in my culture, and even now, it, having a child, it means passing on the mantle of the family. It is passing on the name of the family. It is passing on uh, what we, who we are to the next generation. So it means really, really, really a lot. And I think it meant a lot even in the family of Zechariah and Elizabeth. And, and unfortunately, they had no children. Their body were growing old. They were old. In their old age, an angel appeared to them and said, hey, Zechariah. Zechariah was in the temple, serving God. In the midst of his ministry, an angel, angel Gabriel, appeared to Zechariah and said, hey, 
your wife will be pregnant, you will have a child, and that child will be a male. That child should not drink any wine and, and should not touch anything. He will serve in the courts of the Lord. And you shall name that child John the Baptist. I think uh, Zechariah was, my goodness, when I was younger, I would believe uh, that this is really God speaking to me. When my body was strong, when I was full of energy, when all my cells were reacting, when all my emotions and feelings were alive, I would believe on this prophecy of God. But now that my body is old, I don't think I'll be able to bear a child. He doubted on the prophecies of God. He doubted on the word of God delivered by the messenger uh, Gabriel. What happened? The angel said, because you have not believed on the word of God, you will not be able to speak a word. You won't be able to say a word until when the child is born. This comes back to me even today. Several times when we focus on how big our problems are, when we focus on how challenging our situations are, it is very easy even to doubt in the word of God. We feel like God is very far away from us. We feel like we are abandoned by God. And even if the word of prophecy comes, you even doubt. I don't think this is God speaking. You just want to tell, tell me this to encourage me, to make me feel well. This is not from God. Uh, I've been waiting for the promise of God for many years now. These problems have piled up. Many, many, many of them. I don't see a way. And this is my encouragement to you and me and everybody who's watching is that if it doesn't mean because we do not see the way that there is no way. It doesn't mean because things are so big and challenging that God cannot come in, intervene, and change, all it, uh, change it all around. It doesn't mean because we see darkness all around us that light is not there. Our God is light in midst of darkness. He will shine bright and darkness will flee. Our God is the way, the truth, and the life. When we do not see the way, when we don't see any way at all, he will come in as the way and we will walk right on him and reach on the other side to the destined land, to the promised land. Our God is the word, is Emmanuel, the word that became flesh. What he has spoken in our lives, no matter how long it takes to be fulfilled, when the due time comes, this same God will take flesh and materialize that which he promised. Our God is a faithful one. He told Sarah, it is the same situation like Eliza, about. Sarah, why are you laughing in the kitchen? Why are you smiling? Do you think that there is, the, there is anything that is too big for God to do or too difficult for God to do? Do you think that there is anything that is too challenging or too wonderful for God to do? Nothing is impossible to our God. Even if it seems impossible to men, but before God, nothing is impossible. The body of Sarah was old. Abraham describes it, or Paul describes it in Romans that it was as old as dead. It means that she was old and she wasn't able to conceive. But the same God spoke a word of prophecy over Sarah. Next year, at the same time, I will come by, you will have a baby boy, and you will name him, you will name him Isaac. It's the same God who spoke to uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah. Do not doubt on the prophecy of God. Do not doubt on the word of God. Do not doubt on the promises of God. No matter how challenging your situation is, no matter how difficult your situation is,
I think I will encourage you to hold on to the word of God just as David could. In the midst of the challenging Goliath, when everybody was dismayed, when everybody was afraid, when everybody thought they were very small in the presence of, of, of Goliath, he held on unto God. That My God is greater than Goliath. Goliath may be strong and mighty. My God is almighty. Goliath may be giant my God is more than giant. He's the creator of the whole universe. And you, Goliath, you may be experienced, but I'm coming not in the name of my experience. My mind, my focus, my faith is not put in what I have, but it is put in, in the Lord Almighty, my Redeemer and my Savior. And I know he will deliver me from all these afflictions. He will deliver me from you, Goliath. That, I think, is the mind that even the writers are teaching us in today. Zechariah doubted on the word of God and God says, the angel says, you will not speak. You will remain without a word until when uh, the child is born. Until when this prophecy is, is fulfilled, then you will speak. I can imagine when he was coming out of the church or out of the temple, walking out and everybody amazed. Hello, Zechariah. Not saying a word at all. What has happened? What has happened? Oh, maybe he sinned and God has punished him in the house. Oh, people would have said many statements, but him alone knew what happened there in the temple. The encounter he had with God in the temple. He knew it. And therefore, that was a sign for him. It is really God who has visited us. Because he has visited us, we will not remain the same. And I believe the same today also in our lives. When God visits us, our lives changes forever. When God visits us, visits us, he transforms us from the inside out. He's uh, no longer a theory. He's no longer the kind of God we hear about through sermons on YouTube and, and wherever. He's no, no longer the kind of God we read in books. When we have had an encounter with this God, it's a real experience in our lives. A real testimony. We'll stand and testify. We'll speak about it. To many people because we have experienced one-to-one -one in our own lives one time my pastor was telling me that uh, no one has ever encountered the real cross and remained the same something changes yes for Zechariah it changed it changed forever he stayed home with his wife he couldn't speak and a few months later, Elizabeth had the baby boy. And uh, Elizabeth gave the name to the baby boy. His name is John. I think uh, people wondered, hmm, in our culture, the father was supposed to give the name. And then why is John? He's supposed to be in the line of Zechariah and take the, the family name of Zechariah. There's nobody in their family whose name is John. Where is this name John coming from? People wondered. And in their wondering, they had to ask John, uh, Zechariah, tell us please, what's the name of this boy? Your wife says it's John. And Zechariah took, said, give me a tablet. And he wrote on the tablets, John. And everybody was, wow, true, his name is John. On that moment, the mouth of Zechariah was open and started praising God. 
about seeing the prophecy of God fulfilled in his life, in his family, in his old age, he had a baby boy. A baby boy not like any other. A baby boy who came with a promise, who came to go before the Lord, who came to prepare the way of the Lord, who came to bring the heart of people back to God. He was a, a promised son. It was a, a son with a purpose. It was a son, a destiny, a son with a destiny. He was praising God and praising God. He spoke so many prophecies among them. This one. And this prophecy is referring directly to the person that um, uh, John the Baptist came to prepare the way for. It is a prophecy about Jesus Christ, the son of righteousness, who rise and shine in the lives of people. And this, uh, this is the message in this year for us. This is our message. The love of God will shine upon us. No matter what we may be facing in this year, no matter how long this year may look like, no matter how dark we may feel like our atmosphere, our rooms is filled with darkness, no matter how challenging situation may be, let us remember that in this year, the love of God will shine upon us. That let not the darkness threaten you. Do not be dismayed. Do not fear. Know that. The promise of God is yes and amen. And in this year, regardless of the darkness you may be facing, the love of God will shine upon you. Regardless of how, how, how less you feel that you are loved, no matter how people do not love you, not like you, not accept you of who you are, do not cherish you, do not appreciate you of who you are, even, even if they love you less, remember that there is some whose love will be shining upon you and his love is final it is the most satisfying thing and feeling may ever experience in, in our lives it is the love of God because this love of God is constant every single day it does not change it's not like the love of man that is moody today they will say they'll love you and tomorrow they change their mind they don't love you anymore it's not like uh, the feelings of men will say today I appreciate you oh thank you so much you are the best you are the best and tomorrow they change their language they say you are the worst uh, I, never, I, I wish I never even knew you God is not like that God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore and his love is constant, it's the same it does not change, it's not like today to be hot yes, yes, yes and tomorrow it is very cold, no the love of God is the same strong and powerful every single day and there is no day that will pass by where the love of God will grow cold over you, where the love of God will go dry over you. The love of God is the same and it says in this year and in our lives, this love of God will shine upon us. He will shine upon us. Whether we encounter losses in our lives, whether we encounter disappointment in our lives, whether we feel like everybody runs away from us, we feel like we are in a desolate place in the desert, we feel like we are as places where we are all alone. Remember, the love of God will shine upon us. God is love. In other words, he's saying, I will shine upon you. I will shine upon you like the sun rises in the sky. 
I was in Africa, and there we know when the sun is rising, every darkness runs away. It is majestic and powerful. When it's coming there, you see around six in the east, the sun is rising up, darkness runs away. It's, the sun becomes the king throughout the whole day. It is hot, 38, 39, 40 degrees Celsius. We experience the, the power of the sun. And God says, my love will be like that sun shining over you. It is safe and secure. You know the way. You know the path. You will not stumble. There is no day that you will pass by. You feel, I'm so weak. <laughs> Nobody loves me. No. The love of God shines over you. And you are bold like a lion. Say, I know if you don't love me, I am satisfied in the love of God. He loves me and it is final. He is my father, he is my best friend, and he is with me. His love shines over me. And I'm not afraid of the darkness. I'm not afraid how many people like me who do not like me because his love will shine upon me. The love of God will shine upon you every single day. And in these 365 days ahead of you, know that every single day, the love of God is fresh over you and is shining over you. And he says, my daughter, my son, do not fear. Though you go through the waters, do not fear. You will not drown. Oh, you go through fire, do not fear. You will not be burned up. My love will shine over you. The love of God will shine upon us. Other versions of the Bible says, because of the tender mercies of God. I love, I love that. It's not because I have done something good, this is why the love of God will shine upon me. No, it is an act of God's unconditional grace. God's unconditional love toward us. So it's not out of the merits. It's not out of my performance. It's not about how loud I speak or preach. And, and, and it's not about how many things I have obeyed God in this week or in this year. No, it is an act of grace from God. Regardless, for those who are in the shadows of death, for those who are in dark, dark places, for those in bondage, for those in sin, the love of God has come to shine over them and say, Hey, I want to guide you into the life of peace. I want to guide you to the life of peace. I, I love that because of the tender mercies of God, the love of God will shine upon us. Not because of my performance, not because of my righteousness, because I do not have any righteousness. We rely only on God's righteousness, on Christ, uh, Christ's righteousness, Christ, our righteousness, yes. The love of God will shine upon us. Every single day of our lives, he will shine upon us. And it's not only his love. We have spoken a lot and we read a lot about God's love. God's love and we forget about his kindness. As God is kind, he's a kind God. It's not like the kind of, of God, like the Greek gods, the Roman gods, or, or, or the African gods and their cultures who are very angry at men and, 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 and they, they just want to judge and slaughter and they, they, they are watching you every day and see the, the dirty thing you do and then say, yes, we want to slaughter you because you do not obey me. He's not that kind of God. He's a kind God. A kind God. 
He is righteous. He is just. He is fair. He is wonderful. He is powerful. But he is also very kind. With unconditional kindness. And whose arms are wide open. He is the only God who says, Hey, my sheep, you've fallen in dirt again. Come here. I want to wash you up. He's the only God who says, I know you have sinned, Adam, and I don't want you to stay here and remain in the same status, the fallen one forever, and you die forever. No, I will kick you out of garden for now and protect you from eternal death because I promise you I will come down myself for you to rescue you from the fall. That's the kindness of God. The kindness of God is that, like, that we, when he saw that we could not do, do it, we could not come back on our own to him, he came to us and offered himself for us. Say, my beloved ones, I have come to die for you. I have come to carry the punishment for you. I have come to be crucified on your behalf. I have come to carry the shame for you in your behalf. I will offer my life as a sacrifice so that you can come back to God. You can come back to me. That's the kindness of God. And this kindness is shining together with the love of God over us in this year. So we can go with all boldness to the throne of grace and ask anything knowing that our God is kind. That our God is kind then we can say, like David, is not like uh, the kind of God who punishes us and treats us according to our sins as we ought to be punished. No. He is compassionate, slow to anger, abundant in love. The, the kind of God who became sin for us. He who did not know any sin, he became sin for us. The kindness of God. He became cursed so that all the curses that were upon us would be swallowed up. And in exchange, he gave us his blessed life. He gave us his righteousness. That's the kindness of God. He became the last Adam because the first Adam failed it all. Because the first Adam failed us all. Because the first Adam brought us all into bondage. Because the first Adam brought us all into slavery. Because the first Adam brought calamity, sickness, and death. He became the last Adam, the second and the last Adam. There will never be another Adam who will mislead us. He has become the final Adam who leads us directly to the life eternal, leads us directly to the throne of God, to live with him forever and ever. That's the kindness of God. And in this year, wherever we may be found, even when we experience unkindness, toward people from people, let us remember that beyond the unkindness of man, there is the kindness of God that is shining upon us. And that is the final. And we, we don't need to live insecure because some people mistreated us or some people showed us unkindness in our lives, in our families, in, in our friends, or in our, our network. No, we are secured in the kindness of God. It is final. It is the best. The love of God and the kindness will shine upon us like the sun that rises in the sky. On us who live in the dark shadow of death, this light will shine to guide us into a life of peace. Amen. 
when the love of God is shining upon us and the kindness of God is shining upon us, it is guiding us. It is guiding us. It's showing us the way. It's telling us, hey, my brothers and sisters, don't go left, don't go right. Follow me. You are my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep follow me. My sheep obey me. Follow me. You will see. I will lead you to life eternal. Follow me. I am the good shepherd. I will lead you to quiet waters. If you hear from right and left, you will go right and left and you miss it out all. But if you hear me, your shepherd, if you hear me, your God. I have good plans for you. Plans to give you hope and a future not to harm you. If you obey and follow me, I will guide you into a life of peace. A life of shalom. When everything is uncertain and insecure. When everything is falling apart. You will not be crying like the rest of the world. But for you, because you have followed him. You have followed the lights. You follow the kindness of God. You will be at peace and people would wonder, how come in all these things you are at peace? Yes, because I know the love of God is shining upon me and it is final. He will guide you into a life of peace. As the Bible says, into a life of prosperity, into a life of shalom. In the life of shalom. That doesn't mean there will not be trouble. Yes, there will be troubles. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him from them all. So God will deliver us from all the troubles. And in midst of all troubles, our heart will be filled with peace. Because he has given us peace. Him who is the Prince of Peace has given us peace. Not like the man, though this world gives peace. He has given us peace. Peace, shalom. Hallelujah. This is our God, his light, his love, and his kindness will shine upon us like the sun. You know, what shines is the light. Only the light shines. We can read one verse in uh, Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. I love this verse. And I want you to remove Jerusalem and put your name uh, there. If you read it, uh, putting your name there. It says, Stephen, stand up. Stephen, stand up. Jerusalem, stand up. Shine. Don't remain seated. Don't remain seated. Don't remain crying. Don't remain lying in the misery, in, in, in the darkness. Don't remain there and say, this is final for me in sickness. And say, this is status is the final status for me. No. Rise up. Stand up. Get up. Get up. Take a decision to say, enough is enough. Today I am standing up. To do what? To shine. Stand up and shine. I love the word shine. I, I can use another word for shine. Stand up and glow. Stand up and sparkle. Stand up and shine. Shine. Why? Because your new day is dawning. The glory of the Lord shines brightly on you. The glory of God has come upon you. Like we read the first verse. Because the love of God is shining upon me. Then let me shine also. Let me stand up and shine. Because the love and kindness of God is shining upon me like the sun of righteousness. And because this light has come to live on the inside of me, let me rise up and shine. It's not only about me benefiting of this light, of this kindness, of this love. 
I have to stand up and shine and glow in the dark places, into the people who are in darkness, into the people who are under the shadow of death, into the people who are in bondage. Let the light that is shining over me, let the light that lives inside of me shine unto them as well. Shine because the glory of God is upon you. The glory of God is upon you. Stand up, rise up, and shine. The earth and its people are covered with darkness. But the glory of the Lord is shining upon you. Uh, what a blessing we have to have received Jesus Christ, the light of the world, into our lives. You know, his light is in us. And therefore, in this year, let us rise and shine. We shine best with the love of God. Many people are hurt. Many people are broken. Many people are lonely. Many people are abandoned. Many people are rejected. Many people have experienced, have experienced unloving situations in their lives. Us who have experienced the love of God, us who have seen the love of God suspended over us and shining upon us, let that light, let us rise up and shine with that love of God to these people, to all those who are covered into darkness. Let's go to them and shine with this light. Let's go to them shine with the love of God. Let's go to them and shine with the kindness of God. Yes, is the world unkind will go there with the kindness of God. Is the world unloving will go there with the love of God. For we are the vessels of God. For we are the dwelling place of God or the temple of God or the body of Christ. And Christ lives on the inside of us and we are members of the body of that person. Therefore, let's go and shine with the love of God. Let us rise up and shine with the love of God. And my last verse, and I'll finish uh, there. It's in Isaiah 54, verse 2. I love this verse uh, when I was reading it in New Year's Eve. Uh, in, in, it really blessed me. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. The tent in, in, in my country, uh, the tent symbolizes the, my habitation, my house, my room, uh, uh, my family house, where I have our treasury, where we have uh, all our family members. It's a place of protection. It is our home. It is where we live. The, the only thing we hold dear is our tent. Yes, and we build it according to the size of the family, according to what we have, according to what we ought we shall have. Uh, you know, we, we plan to have a family of three uh, members who will build a house with two bedrooms, for example, uh, because that's what we envision to have. And God, in the midst of all of that, says, hey, expand, enlarge. Don't limit yourself to where you are, to what you have. God has so much more in store for you. As the light is shining over you, guiding you into life of peace, enlarge your vision. 
For the provision of God will stop where your vision ends. The provision of God will stop where you have envisioned. As far as you envision, this is how far the provision of God will be for you. And therefore, in 2018, knowing that the love of God is suspended upon us, and knowing that God dwells on the inside of us, knowing that the glory of God is upon us, let us stand up and enlarge our territory, enlarge our vision to the ends of the world, to the end of the earth. Not only me and not only Christian sons, God has called us to go unto the ends of the world. God has called us to reach unto the end of the earth and to the ends uh, of the globe, to the tribes that we do not know, to the ethnicity we do not know, to the people in darkness. Let us enlarge our tent. Let us enlarge our vision. Let us, you know, lengthen our codes. Uh, in, in, in my country, we used to use the codes to measure how big my farm is, not the, 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 the meter, but we use the codes to measure. And, and God is saying, you know, lengthen your code. Don't stop at two meters. Don't, don't stop only at the Christian sun. Go beyond the kilometers that you envision. For if you ask me, I will give you nations into inheritance. If you ask me, I will open doors unto the whole earth. Therefore, expand your vision. Enlarge your tent in this year. Create room for the blessings of God. As you invest into giving in the kingdom of God and serving people, enlarge for God is about to open the floodgate of, he of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will have no room, no room for it. You will spread out and break forth to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose, uh, will dispose uh, nations and settle in their desolate cities. That's a beautiful uh, promise of God. Therefore, this is our resolution in 2018. We will shine, we will glow, we will sparkle uh, with the glory of God. We will manifest and demonstrate the love and the kindness of God everywhere we go. It's a resolution, it's a prayer, it's a decision we make. For we know God lives on the inside of us. For we know the glory of God is upon us. For we know that we are covered with the power of God. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. And therefore, we will, we will, grow, we will shine, we will glow, we will sparkle with the glory glory of God. We will manifest and demonstrate the love and kindness of God everywhere we go. To the people who are hurt, to the people who are broken, we will go there and manifest the love of God and the kindness of God. We will not sit idle by and watch others live in shadow of death, in chains of sins and, and curses of hell. No, we shall go beyond our territory. We shall go beyond our neighbor. We shall go and reach out to those in bondage with the love of God. We shall go beyond ourselves. We will not work only to earn money for ourselves and meet the needs of ourselves. We know that we have many people in bondage. We have many people in poverty. We have many people in sickness. We have many people who are hurt. We have to go beyond our territory. We have to go beyond ourselves. For the love of God has come down upon us to break that self and set us free. We will go. We will go to the darkest places of this earth and shine there with the light of Jesus in us. We will go and shine there with the love of God. We will go and proclaim the good news and make disciples, followers of Jesus Christ. Regardless of situation around us, his love will shine upon us. And so we will shine in the name of Jesus. This is our declaration. This is our resolution in 2018.
We will not let any situation threaten us. For we know the love of God is inside of us. The King of Kings is inside of us. We will go with all boldness and shine. Father, I want to thank you and bless you. For you are our God. You are the light of the universe. You are the light of the world. And when you came down, Lord, and gave yourself up, and you died on our behalf, Lord, you opened the gate for us uh, to climb up and be with you and be united with you, connected to you, Lord. And so we have become the light of the world because of you who live inside of us. Thank you, Father. And with you, Lord, in us, you have brought the yoke on glory to be upon us, Lord. Oh, thank you. It's so good to know that your love is, is shining upon us every day, regardless of our situation around us, Lord. I want to thank you for that, and we know in this year, we are going to shine. We're going to shine with your love. Regardless of persecution, regardless of our situation, we are going to shine with your love. We are love. We are filled with love. So we'll shine with that love. We'll shine with your light. We'll shine with your kindness. You, God, you are a kind God. And you live in us. We are connected to you. Your life is in us, Lord. So we are kind as you are kind. We'll show kindness. And every day we'll exercise that kindness. When we wake up in the morning, Lord, we will pray, let us manifest this kindness today to the people we will meet, to the people we will encounter. Lord, we want to show your kindness. We want to be kind. We thank you, Father. For those in bondage, we declare, we will go to them with your love and set them free. We will go to those, Lord, under the shadow of death, who will bring life and life eternal. We thank you, Father. Bless us all. Bless this church, Lord. Bless all those who have come here. You know their needs, Father. We pray you open, open heaven, Father, and pour out your blessings upon them, Lord. Meet them at their point of needs. Those who are weak, strengthen them. Lord, those who have fallen, raise them up, Father. Lord, those who feel that you are far away, let them experience that you are very close to them, Lord, to strengthen them and walk with them. Father, for those who are traveling, we pray for your traveling mercies, Lord. We pray for Sina and Philippe who will be traveling, Lord Almighty, to Uganda and Zambia. May you protect them. May you bless them. May you be with them, Lord. Use them as your vessels, Father. Let your power be manifested. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for all that you will do through them. And we'll give you glory and honor, Father. We thank you, Lord. Bless us. Bless our year 2018. And we declare that everybody will prosper, everybody will be healthy, everybody will be strong, and everybody, Lord, will walk on the path you've set for them, and that your will will be done, Lord, in their lives, and your kingdom will come upon them, Lord, and they will encounter you every single day of their lives, Lord. That your goodness and mercy will follow them, your wonders and miracles will follow them, your favor will be upon them, your grace, Lord, will be upon them. Lord, I declare that you will fill their hearts with your peace, with your shalom, and that your face will keep shining over them every single day, that you will bless them and bless everything they do, Lord, and that everything they touch shall prosper, Father. 
We declare blessings upon every one of them in 2018. Lord, we stand in your name and declare that no evil, no evil will have any portion in their lives, Lord. All the plans of the enemy against them, Lord, we destroy them in the name of Jesus. And all the darts of the enemy, Lord, we destroy them in the name of Jesus. But we declare a shield of protection around them all, Father, in all this year. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. We commit the rest of the week in your hands. And we pray, Lord, may you guide us into the path of shalom. In Jesus' name, amen.